It's Wanda. It's all Wanda. Professor Jones and the Diggs. Professor Jones and the Diggs. Professor Jones and the Diggs. <laughs> well, I mean, that brings up the, you know, the big question, Dave. I mean, how long have you been a fan of Mr. Overactor himself, Paul Bettany? The man, the myth, the legend. Every day of my life, I've been a huge fan of Paul Bettany. Uh, the man's given in 110% every time at bat. Uh, he can't miss. I Sure, there are roles that I did not like. There are movies that I did not enjoy that he has been in. The prodigal in. roommate returns. returns. That is, I mean, I would say, um, well, just to, just, just to finish my point, I think that there, there are tons of things that he has been in that I didn't like, but uh, over he is never the problem. And is A Beautiful Mind, The Prodigal Roommate, is that his best role as uh, uh, the great John Nash's I think roommate? A lot, I think a lot of people would argue um, A Knight's Tale. It's a trudge. And, I mean, I mean obviously, Vision is just... Now Vision, it's just so funny after this show because now Vision is like one of my favorite characters. Totally. And now I get to go back and watch Ultra, you know, Ultron and be like, oh, sick. And and then, you know, seeing how far he's come, like not to like go on a Marvel rant, but John Favreau casting him just as a voice actor. And like, it's not like they, they weren't planning on him even being in Ultron. They weren't even planning Ultron at that point. Right. I mean, Iron Man just had to succeed. Yeah. And yeah. then he just ends up being a character like a live action character i mean it's so i don't know it's so sick dude like it's so uh fortunate that, that they, they had oh. it's so fortunate that they, yeah totally it's so fortunate that they managed to have a voice actor to play jarvis in iron man that just so happened to be one of the greatest greatest thespians of the modern <laughs> <Paul> era <laughs> no but it is it's yeah. really fortunate that they had him to just step into that role it's like oh nice we can just use paul bettany because he's great and he'll well, play vision really Favreau well Favreau and him did Wimbledon, which I hadn't, I haven't seen. Did Favreau direct Wimbledon or did he produce it or something? Maybe they just, I'm not sure. Is Favreau an actor in Wimbledon? I have no, I know nothing about Wimbledon. I think he directed it. Who's who's in Wimbledon? Him and Kirsten Dunst, right? Yeah. That's all I I know. All I know is that there's the, all all I know is that the poster had them leaning against each other, uh, holding a tennis racket. So. All I know is. (laughs) Uh, the critical review was 15 love. Sorry, that was a lot of racket. Yeah, for me. Exactly. Hey, I don't know what I'm doing. If I was giving that movie uh, points, I would give it 15 hate. <laughs> no, I just, I didn't, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. So, uh, no, I did not see it. I read a review online. I'm not a fan. <laughs> well, that's interesting though. If, uh, John Favreau had a hand in that and that's kind of where they met and why he got him to play Jarvis. That's really cool. If that's if that's yeah. the case, um, I don't know. We should just go through what's what's Paul Bettany's. Let's do. Yeah. You have his IMDb or yeah, anything? so we can let's, take a look. He's got some TV series that he was in, like early on his on in his career. Um, then a couple movies I haven't heard of: After the Rain, The Suicide Club, Kingster Number One, Dead Bait. Oh gosh, uh, De- David Copperfield, A Knight's Tale is the first one that I recognize. Yeah, see, A Knight's Tale, which yeah. he's awesome in. He's great. He's in, incredible. In a Knight's Tale. Uh, I think that my lords, my ladies, and everyone everyone else not seated on a cushion. (laughs) That is the best line in the movie, probably. Yeah, yeah. I missed my introduction. 
Oh, he's so good in that. Yeah, he really makes that one. Then he's in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which I don't really remember what he does in that movie. It's been a while. Uh, and then, of course, he's in A Beautiful Mind, Ron Howard's classic. Gosh, what do you think of A Beautiful Mind? Is that one as near and dear to your you heart know, as, yeah. as it is for me? It's probably been about, oh, man, I don't know. I don't even know how long. Ten, I don't want to say ten years, maybe six years, seven years. Sure. Long Since enough that it'll be mind, awesome yeah, when you watch it. Yeah, it's one of my favorites for sure. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah, me too. It's so good. And then, you know, he doesn't have, oh, okay, yeah. So that's when he does in 2003, Master and Commander, The Far Side of the World, which I know is a Jones Family classic. So It absolutely is. The, yeah. Master and Commander is one of the greatest movies. Seriously, it's so incredible. And his role That's in That's another one I need to watch again, but yeah. It's really good. But he plays the doctor in that one, and he's just excellent in playing a 19th century doctor. So huge fan of that movie. Then he has Wimbledon Firewall. Firewall? Do you ever see that? Harrison Ford? That was a big hit at the movie. Was he the bad guy? Uh, I believe so. I don't necessarily remember the plot of Firewall too well anymore. I know that it was like some sort of, uh, Harrison Ford was some sort of tech guy. And, Lost uh, his family, Paul had to Bettany. get his family back. I think Paul Bettany was using him to like, he like took his family hostage or something. And then Harrison Ford had to hack into like past some Wait, sort of did Firewall. did Harrison Ford actually lose his family in this? Yeah, I think so. I think that Paul <laughs> Bettany kidnaps them or something. You know, don't it's quote me on fam- this. That's what my I family back. That's kind of what I family? remember about that movie. <laughs> so I could be wrong, but I think yeah, he has to break past the firewall, and Paul Bettany's like goading think- him into you know doing something crazy uh, so that he can learn from it. Oh, I see. Yeah, kind of like phone booth. exactly like with Colin that's exactly the plot with Forrest Whitaker do you think Hollywood (laughs) wanted Harrison Ford to make all these movies instead of Liam Neeson I mean do you think they were you know when they had the idea for Taken do you think maybe they were like we should get Harrison Ford though well that is the question is is Taken a better movie if Harrison Ford is in it I don't know I don't know either that is not a question that I can answer I mean I'm not trying to bring up a uh, you know, anything against Liam Neeson. I'm just saying, ah, I bet Harrison Ford would be better. I, I kind of do too. <laughs> I love Liam Neeson though. I have nothing against Liam Neeson. He's great. But yeah, I mean, if it came down to him or Harrison Ford, I'd probably pick Ford. I don't know. <laughs> what, what are you going to do? <laughs> no doubt. He's Han Solo and Indiana Jones. Like I'll see, I'd rather see him and taken. Oh man. The one thing I, I did want to say Ford. about firewall is that when I was working in a movie store, I worked at movie gallery the summer after my senior oh, movie year, gallery. And that was a hit that summer. And I remember taking, I took it, took it home and watched it and I didn't like it very much. And so then people kept renting it and I would advise them not to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, no, you should think about something else. It really wasn't that. It really wasn't worth also, the Also, get the sour punch. <laughs> also, get the sour punch. Stop messing around. Get the sour punch straws. Or you the know you want candy. Them. It was really good there. Really good as oh, well. Oh, yeah. You guys sold cotton candy. It was awesome. Man, movie rental places were just an experience. Like, it, it was so much fun on a whatever Friday night, Saturday night, going to movie gallery, going to Blockbuster. Oh, yeah. Wherever you are. And just, like, just looking around. I mean, streaming services... Obviously, the world had to move the way that it did, and I'm very thankful for, right. you know, the well, options. But those things were so much fun, you know, it's such an experience. I think that everything's so convenient nowadays that you don't necessarily get to go through um, the motions of having to go get something 
right? It was a it was yeah, fun exactly. to hop in the car and go pick out a movie, right? It's Ooh, like we're a gonna go to movie. half hour thing that you're then everybody's excited to go watch the movie, right? Now that has turned into like a minute and a half of scrolling through Netflix and deciding what to watch. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember like getting excited for a movie and knowing what you wanted on the way to Blockbuster and there would just be the little piece of paper saying it's out? Oh, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, no, oh, come on. <laughs> oh, man. I, yeah. When they were completely like out of stock, you'd just be like, man, come on. And there were movies that were like that. I remember there being movies that you would keep going and it was like, you're not going to get this for a couple of weeks. People are on it. You know, people are all over it. Yeah, you're like, you're waiting. The second yeah, it gets, they're coming second in it gets at back. 9 a.m. I think that they had like reserve <laughs> systems too, where they'd let you know when one was back. And then yeah, they'd like, yeah, there was something like that. They'd like, like call you at the or same time. And <laughs> they're like watching you like rat race. <laughs> Give me that. <laughs> rat race, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, but so Iron Man comes out in 2008 and you have him as Jarvis. And that's, that's when it starts, right? And in between yeah. that, he has like nothing that's really of note. Broken Lines, The Secret Life of Bees, Inkheart, Young Victoria. I don't know any of these. Creation where he plays Charles Darwin. That sounds interesting. Never heard of it. That does sound interesting. I haven't heard of it. <laughs> yeah. Legion, uh, where he plays the angel Michael. Did you ever see Legion? Uh, I didn't see it, but it looked it looked interesting. Oh man, did you see it? No, I well, no, yeah, yes, I did. I, I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> no, I mean, I did, but <laughs> I did, I did, and it was uh, it was an interesting watch. It's kind of fun. I mean, it's not very good, but um, but yeah, and and he he really just dedicates himself to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. After that point, he doesn't have much. Oh, he's in so- Solo, a Star Wars story. He was in Solo. Oh yeah. Oh, he was good. Yeah, he, he was, was actually really good, really in, good that. in that. As what was his name in that? Um, uh, what was the name? Dryden of Vo. Dryden Voss. Dryden. Dryden. Dryden Voss. Voss. Yeah. I like that when he would get all mad and like the weird veins in his face would get super red or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was a. That was a. Uh, I I got excited after after that movie for some reason. I mean, they we're still holding out hope for Rise of Skywalker, and that one wasn't that one wasn't that bad. Especially the Darth Maul reveal at the end. I'm just curious if they're actually going to use that because everything is pretty much considered canon. So it's like, are they going to use that in the Obi Wan series? Tie it in somehow. Use yes. Amelia Clark. <laughs> well, right? I don't, I don't yeah. know about that. I don't know about Amelia Clark being in it. That would be interesting if she found her way back. But absolutely, have to be they have to do the yeah. Obi Wan has to be against Maul. Like I think that that's the deal. Has to be it. Which I'm cool with. If it's going to be the you know spider leg thing, then I will see how it looks. <laughs> you know that's that's gonna yeah be yeah we'll see how it goes yeah. Uh, but I am excited. The other one, the other thing that Paul Bettany did that I wanted to mention uh, is the Da Vinci Code. Do you see him in the Da Vinci Code, Ooh, yeah, yeah, where he's the priest yeah, yeah. that's flagellating himself the yeah. whole time? It's tough stuff. Yeah, tough character. That is tough. He plays a yeah. real uh, interesting guy, and he does it real well. So that'd be tough because you know you want to be in these big movies, and it's a good paycheck, and you probably love the script. But when you get a character like that, I mean, it's just tough to. Yeah, I don't know. That'd be tough to show up to work. That's totally. For that. But that's that's kind of the thing, thing about Paul Bettany. He's, he's just giving it one hundred and ten percent every Overreact. single time. Yeah, overact. He's he's gonna he's do eating it. Beans before the you know before he shoots. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Right. Um, do you think yeah. that Paul Bettany has had the sort of career that he should have had? Uh, has Hollywood given him enough note? Have we taken him seriously enough? 
I think so. I think after WandaVision, I think now he's definitely going to be appreciated. Yeah. Um, I think this is a I think late, him well and Elizabeth peak, Olsen. Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well-deserved. Because if you think about it realistically, he's pretty old at this point. Like, he's, he's kind of, I mean, he's not that old, but how old is he? He's probably like or mid-40s or something like that. Mid-40s? Yeah. I mean, with Wanda, it's kind of like, you know, how old is Elizabeth Olsen? 20, I think she might be even in her 30s at this point. She's like late 20s, early 30s. Not the biggest gap in between them, but um, you can see when he's off camera, you know, everything they do to his face on camera, the CGI and stuff, you know, they kind of make him look a little younger than he is. And, And in his interviews, he looks a little bit older. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. I... This definitely made me realize how much I love Paul Bettany because I think I've ragged on him in the past, even just about the overacting stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, me <laughs> Maybe too. A little bit too much. Yeah. Um, but I love him. I mean, he's yeah, terrific. Absolutely. Yeah, Paul Bettany. Uh, I'm a huge fan now after this, and uh, always have been a fan. But this is just like nice, man. You are entering into you know the main. Uh, narrative of Hollywood, right? Like you're one of the main players and we really appreciate him for who he is. And so, uh, you know, speaking of Paul Bettany, we're talking about WandaVision today on the Professor Jones podcast. My name is Dave Jones and I am the professor. (laughs) There's the introduction. There it is. We didn't do the introduction for like so long. Realized that, I mean, all right. Are we 20 minutes Uh, in? I think that was 20 minutes, 15 minutes. minutes Uh, My name is Danny Jones and I'm the Diggs, if you didn't know. If you weren't aware, uh, we hadn't quite introduced the podcast yet, but we had a great conversation about uh, Paul Bettany, who is... uh, It was much needed. I've been... uh, That's been, you know, keeping me up at night. Absolutely. Just needing to talk about him. Absolutely. Especially after this whole experience of watching WandaVision. I mean, I'm just... I'm so supremely impressed with him. I'm so impressed with Elizabeth Olsen and just the uh, creative direction that this... Uh, show took and then also um, you know Disney uh, and how well they have taken care of Marvel and just what they're doing I mean this is truly I know such an awesome show Um, maybe we can save some of the overarching uh, Disney themes that we have here with just with the directions that the MCU are taking uh, for the end Uh, and maybe focus on WandaVision for right now but go ahead what were you going to say there well, I was just going to say there was a couple things that I really appreciated about this. And I think the Mandalorians started off this whole streaming Disney plus TV show thing um, in a big way. And Mandalorians just been amazing. And so I was really curious how this was going to work. Um, and it's like the episodic thing, like even though they were really short and everybody's complaining week to week, it brought back that like game of Thrones feeling the water cooler talk at work. Like every single week, you know, a couple Fridays ago I was at work. Um, no, it was last Friday for the finale. And like, you know, somebody hadn't watched it and it's like, Oh man, Oh, we just need to talk about it. Like you're just like burning inside. Cause everybody watches this, you know, and everybody's in. And if somebody's not in, then they have to go through this whole adventure of watching everything up until then. And then you get to join them on that experience via, you know, if you're talking to them or communicating, just saying, Oh, what'd you think about Captain America? What'd you think about Thor? You know, it's just, it's just awesome, man. Like what Marvel's done is a feat. And I think that all of the movies, it's all, it's almost like a huge TV show when you think about it. Like they were big blockbuster films. They came out in theater theaters, but they're, they're all just episodes. They're mm-hmm. all just like, you know, it's crazy. It's insane. And to 
to make this WandaVision thing work, I don't know. Because I, I was skeptical. I wasn't even, I was excited about it, but I was just like, I don't know. Might be cool, but by like the second episode, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is insane. Like, yeah, so good. Mm-hmm. No, I, I totally agree. And that I think that that's important to have those shows that, um, you know, they are the water cooler conversations that we can all unha- that we all have that everybody can take part in and enjoy. Right. Like this is such a family oriented show, too. So I feel it's like true. this is something yeah. that, you know, you could watch with your kids and just be like, yeah, isn't this fun for all of us? You know, this is great. And so I think that, you know, things like this. Whereas I'm not going to say that WandaVision is even close to as good as Game of Thrones or something, but um, it is definitely, it op- it appeals to a broader audience, which is super nice. And yeah. I yeah. I think that what Marvel has done is really, and Disney for that matter, with Star Wars and all the stuff that they do, um, has really made themselves like a cultural phenomenon where they are keeping themselves in the conversation of what are they going to do next? That is something that Non-stop. a lot of people Non-stop. are constantly curious about like, Ooh, can't wait to see what the next MCU movie is. Mm -hmm. And so it's really cool that they have, um, brought themselves into, uh, like mini series and doing these smaller scale, but awesome stories. And I think that WandaVision as a first at bat, Holy cow, (laughs) this is going to be the best era of television. If that's the first one that you do, if that's what we're doing, you know, and it made it, it even made me more excited about, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Exactly. Because I'm like, totally. well, if that's the heights that we're climbing, you know, I know that one's probably not going to be about magic and all this stuff that I just love. Um, but it's going to be action packed. It's supposed to be kind of just like a buddy comedy type ride. Um, and over time, I've honestly, I've, I've come around to Sebastian Stan quite a bit. So I'm looking forward to it. Totally. And Anthony Mackie. I think they're pretty cool. So, um, maybe by the end of that show, just like Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany, I'm going to be going sweet. I like them so much more now. And when I go back and watch winter soldier, I'm going to be like, Oh, you know, I'll find more. I'll be more excited about it. I don't know. You know, so absolutely. Um, yeah. even though winter soldier is a terrific movie, it's oh, like one yeah. of my favorites, but absolutely. Yeah. Well, and so <laughs> the other thing about Falcon and winter soldier, do you notice that because he says this in civil war when, um, I think that the Falcon like deploys something to take Spider-Man away. And then the winter soldier turns to him and says, I, or, and said, couldn't you have done that earlier? And then the Falcon says, I hate you. And it's like, yeah, Oh, what yeah. a, you know, that was a good bit. Well, in the marketing, he said, I hate you like twice. And so I'm like, <laughs> is that going to be his signature lie? Like, I hate you. I hate you. It just, I don't know that, that right <laughs> say there. It, Anthony Mackie, say it. Yeah, I say know. What? Like, is that his, that's his catchphrase is I hate you. Uh, so I guess we'll see if that's, if that's part of it, but I am looking forward to that so much. I think it, I think it'll be sweet. He's no I, Arnold Schwarzenegger, but it'll be good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Stick, Stick around. around. Oh, I went for the same Arnold <laughs> pun that you did right there. Dang, there's like 800. <laughs> I know we went. That's the you best one. Not drink and bake. <laughs> I, that, that's probably, that's probably one of the better ones. I mean, cool off a, 
everybody chill. That, that's, <laughs> everybody. Yeah, because he does have all those. He has all the uh, the Batman ones that are really good. Uh, but uh, and you know Loki, I think is going to be so good too. Just to shift back into fantastic. Gear so that fantastic. that's the one that I w- had originally been like, I am most excited for that. And now that Wandavision was so awesome, I'm like, I hope that it's as good as Wandavision. And if it's not, yeah, that's me cool. too. Like edit because that was pretty pretty awesome. But definitely yeah, the bar is pretty high now. Yeah, gets you rooting <laughs> for him for sure. So. Yeah, but let's talk about WandaVision, man. What do you what do you think? I'm of, in, I'm in. I mean, we can I, I think that WandaVision, the show, was so excellent. And I think that the biggest part of WandaVision is that there was so much speculation as to what was going to happen. And the show did a really good job um of not really allowing you to Envision what the end, not to use the vision pun there, uh, but envision what the end oh. was going to end up to be, right? Um, yeah. I think yeah. that I could have predicted what was going to happen, and I did see some of that stuff coming, but the way that it all unfolds was just really well done, and I and it really Dude, kept me guessing a lot of the time. The so. best thing, and this is pretty nerdy, so if people don't know this or, or have kind of looked into the comics, because I haven't read the WandaVision comics, but I watched so many... Um, like comic book enthusiasts, YouTube channels, um, and kind of like nerdy YouTube channels. You've that, seen uh, so many YouTube videos I, about them that you probably could have read them multiple about times. Them, <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. It's, I feel like I've read them. <laughs> like, um, but the, one of the best things that came from WandaVision was the Mephisto memes. There's right. all these like Mephisto memes because I think that's one of the greatest things about this show is like these fanboys out there, had these crazy theories and everybody thought they were right for like two months. Everybody thought, and they were noticing these little Easter eggs through every episode. They're for sure going to do this. No, it's not Mephisto. It's going to be nightmare and all this stuff. And none of it was, none of it was true. Nothing. Yeah. It was all, it was all wrong. And I, at the end of it, I just smirked to myself because I was like, man, I even got caught up in that. Like, I was talking at work, like, do you think it's going to be Mephisto? Right, <laughs> you know, like, right. So dumb. But, um, you know, I, I'm happy that Marvel decided to go in the direction they did. And um, I think there's a lot of, a lot of good um, speculation that, that people are still going to have um, now going into Spider-Man and, and uh, Doctor Strange multiverse of madness so oh my gosh pretty sweet what are those movies gonna be i can't even i know it's just like (laughs) don't don't get me started on that stuff like what (laughs) that uh, multiverse i I can't wait to do an episode directed by sam raymond i know exactly exactly that's the thing composed by danny elfman i'm looking (laughs) at i'm looking at dr strange multiverse of madness being like is that going to be the greatest superhero movie of all time? <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, why would it be? Yeah. Because right yeah, now, I know why wouldn't it be right now for me, the greatest superhero movie of all time is Spider-Man two directed by Sam Raimi. So Sam Raimi, like, composed I don't know by why Elfman. he wouldn't <laughs> topple that <laughs> accolade for yeah. me. Uh, I mean, the Snyder cut will be the best um, superhero movie of all time. That's but, true. It's yeah. Undeniable. It is fun to joke around. Just by that. sheer quantity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just by sheer quantity. Four hours. I mean, you know, now, We'll see. It's definitely we'll see, gonna you know. four hours. Four hours will pack a punch for you. So you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not to timestamp this episode, but we still have not seen the Snyder Cut. We have one yeah. week to go one right week, now, so I'm excited. And I am really in. Yeah. So looking forward to that a Figure lot. That out. Um, but yeah, WandaVision. I love it, and I, love it too. I mean, it, do you want to? Um, I was one thing to 
Yeah, you go ahead. You go ahead. I was going to say, I think well, we should just break down the first couple episodes here, talk about yeah, them in chunks. Yeah, that's what and I'm just going to say, hey, uh, spoilers from here on out. You know, uh, I, I want to be able to talk about it. And uh, who, who knows? <laughs> you know, the, everything could spoil something in this. So you should probably just watch the entire yeah. show, you know? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you haven't, um, yeah, definitely watch the show because um, <laughs> it's really good. But yeah, stop listening to this. Go watch the show. And uh, then come back and listen to this. Also, at the same time, before you do that, uh, give us a follow on uh, Apple Podcasts. um, (laughs) And you can check us out on Spotify. And uh, make sure to leave a comment and and a five-star review if you like what you're hearing. But anyway, um, should we start with episode one? Just go episode one and two, kind of chatting about them. Because I was... um, The the biggest thing about these episodes that I wanted to to talk about is... um, how both of these were actually filmed in in front of a live studio audience. They were, and I think that is, yeah. I didn't realize yeah. that that was genuine. Yeah. Holy yeah. cow! So basically, um, so for the fifties episode, they invited a, a live studio audience. Everybody dressed in the fifties. Um, the lenses that they used on the cameras were like fifties reminiscent. Um, a lot of it was modeled. The whole show was kind of modeled after the Dick Van Dyke show. And so like, like they, you know, they, in that assembled, uh, documentary, documentary on, on Disney plus, um, they were just talking, they were showing like the snippets of it and it's front of a, it's in front of a live studio audience. And it's like the same thing. Like she, you know, she like in bewitched or something, she would like blink or something and she's going to change outfits, but it's a live studio audience. So she did that and then froze and then looked at the audience and she was like, I'm changing right now. Ha ha. And then ran off stage, got a new outfit or whatever, and then is back. And it's just, it's so cool, man. And Paul Bettany was just saying that it was the absolute time of his life. Like, oh my the best time he's ever had filming. And I just think it's so unique, man. Like, who does that? That is, is so crazy. cool that I didn't realize that they did that in front of a live uh, a live studio audience. So that, man, that makes those first couple episodes so much better. I, I can't look, can't wait to watch through the series again knowing that to be honest because that's crazy yeah that's the thing yeah and then um what's her name i had her here somewhere also the listeners should um, know that dick van dyke is the king of slapstick comedy yes he is yes he is <laughs> um Did you ever watch dick van dyke show king? <laughs> um no it's really I funny just, yeah i've only watched like three episodes at most but it is quite funny it's because um wasn't the Dick Van Dyke show? It's like it was it was a live show. So they wouldn't take any breaks. They wouldn't do redos. Like they would just come out and give it their all. And whatever happened would happen. I think that's kind of like the format that the Dick Van Dyke show was. I am I'm it's not like entirely would, sure. That that sounds like I don't awesome I, if that's what they did. I, I think that's what they did. Right. But anyway, I was gonna say um Deborah Joe Rupp um from that 70s show. What's her name in that 70s show? I don't know. The mom? Oh, the mom, uh, Kitty? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) 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 Um, They were saying that it was so much fun to have her. Oh, yeah. Because she was so, and as soon as she stepped in, I was like, nice. I am so excited to see her in this show. And she was great. She played that role at the, um, as that boss's wife very well. She kind of disappeared into the rest of the season, which was like, ah, shoot, you know, but, um, yeah, but it was fun to see her, 
for the little bit. She that said she that she in. had some of her most fun on camera um, during the finale stuff. Oh, really? She hadn't done. She had never filmed, you know, any of those huge, big budget things, you know? Right. So imagine being like a sitcom star and then just being able to do like a Marvel yeah, exactly. For a second, you know. Like, well, and that's that's funny so cool. that they they probably would bring her in because she's the pro, right? Like she's been exactly. doing this format for a while. So um, bring in Miles Finch. So the first episode filmed before a live studio audience. Uh, that is the episode where they invite the boss and his wife over, and you kind of get a look into uh, Vision's life at work and also their relationship with one another. Uh, they're trying to remember the the uh anniversary of something right and yeah yeah there's a heart on the calendar yeah 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 so that i thought that episode was really fun i really enjoyed the dinner uh i thought that was yeah the dinner was great and she's yeah he's like trying to stop them from seeing her powers and uh the dude chokes and vision uses his powers to to save him um and yeah i mean right off the right from the jump like there's that there's this echo throughout every episode that's like it does such a good job of being the sitcom that it's trying to be, but then there's the Twilight Zone part that right, comes in, right, right, that flips everything upside down, and you're like, oh, what? Yeah, you know, right. I think that that is like the. I think that that is the most successful element of this show is that it warps you into this sense of security that you are in like a '50s sitcom and then a '60s '70s sitcom, and you're just enjoying yourself and watching it, you know. And then all of a sudden, something will just click, and the music will start going. A lot of the time, the bass. Yep. Whoever's doing. Uh, I, I I didn't look up the. I, I looked up the composer, but I, I don't have his name. Uh, on me right now but uh the work with the bass they do that numerous times throughout the so show good. when suddenly you realize that you are in some sort of distorted reality and what you are seeing is not entirely real and in one episode i think it's the third episode you get the bum 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 that just starts going throughout like the last like six minutes of the show or something. And it just is so stressful. And so they do that in this first episode at the dinner when the boss starts to choke. And I thought that that was a great way to kind of end the episode because it really does uh, make you very on edge when you watch the show because you never know when they're going to completely exit. What in the world is going on? Yeah, you're going to at some point exit this fun version of the show and see what's really going on behind the curtain. It's really like the quest for Oz, right? (laughs) You just want to know what is going on behind the curtain here. Yeah, there's a couple Wizard of Oz Easter eggs in there too. I mean, I... Oh, yeah, there was with the... uh, uh, in the in the last episode, you have Agatha and the feet. I, I loved that. That was, yeah, that was so, so funny. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, that You're was like, awesome. Yes, that's cool. Yeah. So I think, uh, and they might have had Oz on the movie theater at a certain point, but I'm not sure. There was a lot of there was a lot of like little fun things on the movie theater throughout the episodes. Whenever they showed it, it would be like a different movie. I can't really remember what they were though, sure, but sure. it might have been on there. Um, but yeah, and then, yeah, that in the second episode of the 1960s, don't touch that dial. Yeah. Um, and that's the magic. And they do the talent show. The talent show where they do the magic. And I thought that that was very fun as well. And they do like, I mean, those are such great, you know, these, these are totally plot lines from, 
uh, a sitcom that totally would work. I know. Right? Oh, yeah, we got to get thrown yeah. into the, you know, the community talent show. Or, oh, I got to have the boss over for dinner, so we want to make sure that we're, we're all best behaved. Um, uh-huh. And the, like, yep. those, are, those are great plot lines, and they do such a great job of throwing that in there. Um, in the second episode, I think you get the discovery of uh, one of the drones that uh, the sword people were using, correct? The red, the red little helicopter. Right. Yeah. And then... Yeah. And then it ends See, with See, that's them one of those Twilight color, Zone moments. Right? It is. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, the setting changes to full color. Yeah. Yeah, that was sweet, man. At the end of the um, episode, I thought that that was unreal. I was like, sweet, what are we going into? And Yeah, and the, um, what is that called? Like the, uh, the picture changes. The, you know, goes from like small screen to wide screen. Sure. To, what is that called? The dimensions. Ratio, yeah. Um. Uh, that changes through the episodes too. And I, oh gosh, it was so cool. But yeah, like the whole Pleasantville vibe of that red helicopter sitting in the, the gray, you know, black and white town. So eerie and weird. And (laughs) Jeff Daniels like like, scurries out of the bushes. Like, so I couldn't help myself. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Had to come back. You who can't stop it once in it's inside room. of you. Toby McGuire walks out and says, <laughs> that, "That'd be so. That'd be awesome if in the uh, if we revisit uh, WandaVision in Doctor Strange, the multiverse, and there's like a five minute scene that takes place in Pleasantville where they just wander." And that's in. why Toby McGuire is in it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "I'm my character from Pleasantville. <laughs> I'm my character from Pleasantville, and I'm also Spider Man." It's getting convoluted, but. We're working it's with getting a we little have. weird. They <laughs> they really don't know what they're doing over here anymore. Uh, Who else was in Pleasantville? Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. Uh, Paul Walker. Uh, Jeff Daniels. Paul Walker. That's the William one that H. I was Macy. thinking about. Oh, I love William I H. Macy. You know, we watched Fargo recently. Should. Dude, Fargo's nuts. Now Fargo's you're throwing so out. Good. Hey, you did, you're gonna want to do this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, I put I I put the numbers down. I gave you I gave you the numbers there. I gave you the right number. I don't know what to tell you. I can't. You know, sorry. I'm busy. I'm, he does such his, a good job in that movie. He does. I know that Frances McDormand. I think won an Oscar for that, or at least she was nominated. I don't know. She was William H Macy have, nominated for that? Because he was so good. Definitely should have been. Gosh. Definitely should have been. That was something that I was thinking about. Has Quentin Tarantino ever won Best Picture? I think he's won Screenplay. Yeah, he has won Screenplay, I think, multiple times, but I don't know. He hasn't won Best Picture ever. Because we started Django last night, and I was like, how? How is this not, like, I know there's other films that it's competing against, and I forget the years, you know, that it, what, what it was going against, right. but it's like, come on. I No, it's I so mean, good. it's great. I would imagine that if we looked up that year... We would both go, oh, well, that makes sense. <laughs> I know. <laughs> As you often do. Unless it's like, you know, I don't know what that year. Maybe it lost like the artist or something and you'd be like, well, okay, that's lame. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what it would be. So that movie is so good. Sorry, though. I got off topic. No, Inglorious Bastards also probably could have so been good. there with Best Picture. Should have been Best Picture. So yeah. Hundred percent. That's that's a good goal, though, right? Is when will Quentin Tarantino get an Oscar? Yeah. Didn't happen yeah. for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Get, so. get a Best Picture Oscar. Yeah, he's yeah, already yeah. won. Yeah, Oscars, he's but. yeah, exactly. He's gotten screenplay. He's got Oscars. him on his mantle. Yeah, he's gotten. I think Best Director, possibly for something, maybe for Inglorious Bastards. 
I don't know if he's got that either. Man, I'm gonna have to look into this whole thing. Uh, that sounds like an interesting uh, facet of conversation. Anyway, let's go back to, to WandaVision. Tear into with, it. Let's go, let's get back into the now in color episode, uh, which okay. is kind of modeled 70s. after the Brady Bunch, right? Yeah, one would assume. Yeah, Brady Bunch and uh, the Partridge Family. <laughs> no, I don't know. Brady Bunch. <laughs> yeah, <whatever. laughs> <laughs> it, pretty much or whatever it was a good episode no, now wanda's pregnant so that's like an interesting element that is the weirdest thing the whole deal man and at this um, point you don't really know what's going on um but things are starting to come to a head where we are going to need explanations as the viewer right because at the yeah. end of this episode she gives birth to those twins which was super awesome and crazy. Uh, but you're like, okay, do these twins even exist? And that, that is a whole other interesting thing about this entire series is what, you know, how, what are those kids? Um, but then it's so weird. Yeah. It's so weird. But you also get introduced to Monica Rambo, uh, and Monica Rambo, Rambo, Monica Rambo. She's in there. And, uh, she, uh, she starts to befriend, uh, starts to befriend Wanda, and then at the end of the episode, she mentions Ultron or something like that, and Wanda kind of freaks out on her, and then it just switches, and you don't see what happens, and so that leads us to the next episode, which is we interrupt this. Program oh, that's right. To explain everything that had just transpired, because oh, that man. movie ends and that's on the like blip a blip reversal. What's that? That's the blip reversal at the very begin, uh, beginning of episode four. That's when like the blip, not reversal, but like everybody's coming back from the blip. So you see her dust like form into a body. Yeah. Oh, and that's episode so four. So here's what I'll say, because I thought the episode three ended really well and kind of left you in suspense of, oh my gosh, what are, where are we going with this? What's going to happen now? Yeah, where are we going? Um, because in, at this time, isn't Vision starting to question... The his yep. reality, and so yep. I think he discovers the wall too, right? Why aren't yeah? Well, he's like at some point he's like, why aren't why aren't there any other kids? Yeah, outside. Yeah, of, uh, you know, playing playing in the you know in the playground and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, then they have kids or whatever. Um, and the, I mean, there's a ton of stuff. We're we're introduced to Hayward in episode four. Yeah. Okay. And so in Hayward's in episode four and we interrupt this program, that episode, I think that the beginning where they show everybody coming back was incredible. Um, it was absolutely great thinking to do that scene at a hospital because where would it be more chaotic? So chaotic. So chaotic. It's like Dawn of the dead or something. Yeah. So many people showing back up and many of those people would have been at weird points in their life so they're like oh my gosh where's this person that was where's my you mom know, in surgery yeah where's where's, where's my this dad person that was yeah. really sick um so i think that that was awesome and that scene just blew me away i mean that was really one of the coolest scenes i've ever seen right because it's yeah no it's really interesting because at the end of infinity war we see all these superheroes vanishing that we love so much but think about what the rest of the world you know, was thinking at that time what that would have looked like. You would think it's the rapture. You would Absolutely. think it's like, wh- like what is happening? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I can't even imagine. I'm sure there's a lot of people that didn't hear about Thanos. <laughs> you know, so it's yeah, like, they're like, what happened? What just here? happened? Yeah. You know, like you'd be like, what? So yeah, it is insane to see like a real world perspective of what's happening and not just you know, Groot going away, which is 
gets me every time. Very sad. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, not not as many people are impacted Groot. by Groot than just, you know, some random Joe on the sidewalk. That then just Mark. Disappears. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and a guy named Mark, yeah. you know. <laughs> he yeah. just bought his first house. <laughs> Darren, yeah, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> Carl. So that, like that, I think that that is the funnest sandbox to play around in, and so I'm glad that they, I'm glad that they return to that. And uh, if that's the last flashback we get of the snap, and we move on from all of that, then that's cool. But I'm glad that we got to revisit it again because that was sweet. And yeah, but I you, then it. you get a look into Sword, which is kind of what's been hinted at at the end of every episode, right? It ends with the TV screen and the Sword logo, and you're like, oh, okay cool somebody's watching this show so now we find out who is watching it and it's some sort of secret government agency that uh apparently yeah, nobody's sword, really yeah. looking in on this hayward guy has pretty much full autonomy to do whatever he wants with very little oversight yeah and <laughs> so monica rambo just to stop on her really quick so um so captain marvel oh, right so she's yeah yeah the young girl in captain marvel um and then you know so we you know you know who she is mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. coming into she, the show. She is a, se- a character that we've previously seen, right? Yeah, so you kind of know what's going on with her. And then within the comics, she does end up becoming a superhero. I kind of, I can't, I forget what her name is exactly, but um, we can find it. Because I thought it was going to be, when I read the credits before, I thought it was going to be John Rambo. So I thought it was going to be like, hey, <laughs> we got to get back to the village. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. Sylvester's <laughs> Sly shows up. We're like, sweet. Wait a minute. We got to get into the hex. <laughs> we got to go. Get, you don't know what I've stop. seen over there. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> Where did this what guy come from? No, um, but <laughs> <laughs> it's all that stuff about Vietnam. <laughs> um, but they drew first yeah, blood. So, he had every right um but yeah i mean but yeah so she comes in and i think she's a great character um and the one thing i wanted to highlight because i kind of i was thinking about something else uh as we're talking about episode three but at the end of episode three that's when ultron's brought up right yeah and that's when she brings she brings up ultron to uh to rambo or rambo brings it up to wanda (laughs) i'm still reeling from the the, the rambo stuff man (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, you remember Scovia? <laughs> remember the old trail? Wipe the floor with the adventures. Um, yeah, so, um, but yeah, yeah. So the end of episode three, I, that's that was one of my favorite Twilight Zone moments. It was was when she started. She was singing like a Russian song to him, um, and and to her babies, and uh, she was reminded of her brother. Um, and then I think that's when she sees Vision dead. Yeah, when she's she talking does. to him at the end. Well, actually, I think that's at the or end. Of, that the that's fourth? the end of the fourth. Yeah, we yeah we, we might skip, we might have a couple of those. we skip a little bit of that at the end of the third episode, and then we resume what happened in the meantime at the end of the fourth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, that's right, that's right. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I love that. I mean, yeah, three and four. Terrific episodes, keeping me very interested. I mean, I mean, I woke up before work to watch a couple of these episodes. Like, I woke up at like five forty-five, six a.m. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, I mean, I got totally just to watch this show, and it's so you know, good. Some people, yeah, 
I mean, it's it's so good. And then so, um, yeah. So that's all. Oh, we, we get. Did you already talk about Darcy and Jimmy? No, no. Jimmy, we should, Darcy, we Darcy, should Jimmy. Because we haven't seen Darcy since she was. I I don't even know Dark World. Is that the last time we saw Darcy? Well, two broke girls, but. Well, I mean, you can catch her on CBS. You can catch her on Thursdays um, at 7 o'clock. But you can catch <laughs> I don't know what channel it's on. Um, no, I haven't seen yeah, her since seen her. Thor. She was never a character that I really cared about, I guess. Uh, I thought she was pretty fun yeah. in this show. Um, she had good humor. And I thought that Jimmy, is it Jimmy Chin? Jimmy Woo. Jimmy Woo. Gosh. There's hey, there's somebody that's named that. I know. I know. Yeah. Um Yeah, there, yeah. But um, Jimmy Woo, I thought that he was he was good. I I don't know, man. There's something about this uh there's something about like some of the behind the you know, behind the uh you know, behind the wall stuff where Panda. you find out what's going on uh with the sword agency that I know that it's a kind of a silly TV show, but they're giving us some pretty loose explanations for things, right? That's they're very like, true. Yeah, yeah some we, of the uh, stuff that Darcy says. We've been tracking what's going on here through this instrument, and we, I mean, it is what it is. We got it. You know, look, and look at this graph. It, yeah. We have the whole area mapped out. It's figured out. <laughs> look, there's a big technology, you know, big thing, 3D illuminated thing, and that explains all of it, and go along with it, yeah, exactly. you idiots. <laughs> exactly. Anything specific, they're just like, just go along with it, dude. All right. We just don't no need to ask they're, real specific They're going to eat it up. So they just don't look too matter. far into it. What are you going to do? Um, but so that episode was fun. Uh, Jimmy Woo has an, ep- has a moment where, um, she's like, she asks him if he wants one and she's holding food and he's like, what? And a couple junior or Jimmy Woo juniors running around someday. Maybe I'd love to. <laughs> yeah, someday, Cause they're talking she's about like, no, babies or yeah. something. And, uh, then she, you know, says that it's the stuff that she was offering him. And I thought that was a funny moment. Uh, but he's, he's great. He's pretty he an Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, is he, yeah, he's in that movie. I need to rewatch that one. Mm-hmm. That see him. I do too. It, yeah. Jimmy Woo is a character that I, I don't really remember. I like that actor though. I think that he's solid. He was, uh, I like that actor a lot. He was too. Kim Jong and, um, the, uh, uh, in the, uh, the interview the interview. Yeah. Yeah. And he was Jim in the office. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah. He's a funny actor. What are you talking about, Dwight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. But so okay, um, yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, he's he's good, and the, I, I just want to mention the ending of that episode because the ending of that episode is probably ending the best ending of the season so far that we had seen yet. Um, because yeah. Rambo is discovered by Wu and Kat Dennings, and they're like, you know, are you okay, whatever? And she says it's Wanda. It's all Wanda, and that's when you realize oh, that yeah. Wanda is doing all of this. And it goes. God, back I just got chills. And it shows her sitting there with her twins and her husband, and she says something kind of cryptic to Vision. She does also see Dead Vision at that point. She and sees then Dead it ends Vision with there. Jimi Hendrix's voodoo child as a kind of like. Hey, welcome to oh. welcome to the '60s, going into the '70s. I thought that that was so epic. That was such a cool ending oh, to a show, man. That was awesome. Yeah, that, that was probably yeah. my favorite ending of the whole thing. Um, I think the last episode was awesome, and I loved loved where it went. Incredible. But that was probably the and best outro. Of the I season. think this is, yeah, Halloween spooktacular. Okay, so episode five. This is my favorite intro song. 
because the composers okay. are genius. They use the same theme in every single song, but just different, like kind of different variations. So it's like da na 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 da na na na. But this one in particular was like maybe a minute, minute fifteen or something. It was it was a little bit longer. And it showed the baby pictures of Elizabeth Olsen. It showed the kids. It showed baby vision, which was funny. And it was just so well done, dude. Like the song was so well done. It was so 80s. Yeah. You know, it was so like, it was so reminiscent of all those shows. It was perfect. Right. Like everything about it. I just wanted to like highlight that because I think the intros as well as the commercials are things that everybody was theorizing about. Is there something in there, especially the commercials, because it would show like a Hydra thing and there would be like the Infinity Stones because this looks like the Tesseract and this one's like the Mind Stone and blah, blah, blah. As if any of this is going (laughs) to... Well, but I do remember Um, there was that that commercial where the kid on the island got, you know, the life sucked out of him because he couldn't drink whatever the drink was or something like that. Yeah. And that was was supposed to resemble the way that Agatha Agatha. will drain people's powers. So there were hints all over the place. There was just little stuff like that all over the series. So well done. Yeah. But yeah. No, I mean, because, yeah, the next... The next one's like the Malcolm in the Middle, um, and what yeah, happens there was on like a very Brady special episode? Uh, suspicious of the neighbor's strange behavior. Uh, this is when the kids get the dog, um, Sparky, and I killed Sparky too. Oh yeah, um, yeah, they get the dog. Dog dies. There wasn't that um, much in that episode. Now that I think about it, let's let's get to the Halloween episode because that one's crazy. Well, the 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 big thing at the end of episode five, which is something we'll talk a lot about, but Pietro arrives. Oh, right, right. You're um, right. You're right. Yeah. You know, and that's, I don't know, man. That was just insane. Like, and I still, I still, I'll say my theories right now because Evan Peters showing up in this, that that lights the internet on fire. Yeah, I mean that did, man. That was it. crazy. That was one of the wildest things I've ever seen. That was in that was they're nuts. doing it. Yeah. They're bringing in the Sony characters. This is crazy. It's a multiverse. It's all going to tie in in Spider Man and in Doctor Strange. You know who knows who's going to show up next. Magneto's going to be in at the end. Like it set everything. I know. Everybody up. Like, set the stage for all minds. these theories. Yeah, and you know I still think this is my one like theory. I know we're not all the way to the end. Sure. The entire time they're talking about the um, um, undercover agent who's in the town. They never reveal who the undercover agent was throughout the entire show. I think that somehow, somehow, some way, maybe they'll explain that he was the undercover agent because I think it's a, it's a cool move to bring in Evan Peters and be like, Ha ha, we got you. We just trolled you so hard. He was just some guy. You know, he was just some guy. We're not bringing in the Sony characters. We're doing our own thing. Because I think that's pretty BA. I think that's cool. Like, if Kevin Feige does that, I think that's really cool. But if there is a way to see Evan Peters again as Quicksilver, I would like that as well. So, you know, I don't know. I think that, yeah, I think that that was one of the, that was a tough pill to swallow. 
when you find out that he is not <laughs> the Quicksilver that we were led to believe, yeah. like that is, yeah, that is such a horrifying reality <laughs> that I was like, oh, <laughs> no! I was really excited about that. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I hope that they do bring him back at some point because that was that was quite the so thing. Too. And he was so great. He was so excellent so in a couple great. episodes. As that the he Uncle was in. Jesse, yeah, you know, he was like, awesome. He was awesome. He was he was perfect. And so yeah, he comes in just in time for all new Halloween spooktacular. Yeah. Which at the end of episode five, Vision also says, Why aren't where are the kids? Or whatever. I think it's the end of episode five. Not not earlier on. Because he says, Where are all the kids? Next episode, town is flooded with children. Mm-hmm. Um because, you know, Wanda is insane. <laughs> so um <laughs> Yeah, he's, I I enjoyed it, man. They're calling you know calling back the old costumes. Uh, so cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So cool. And you know they um they really make Wanda kind of wrestle with what she is doing in this episode. Uh, more so in the next episode, but in this episode, you are kind of uh brought into her head as to what she is thinking of, like, oh man, am I doing all of this and I'm creating all of this and she's starting to yeah, realize what actually is happening. What she has uh, made happen here. Um, so I, I really like that element of it. The conversation that um, she has with uh, Quicksilver at, at the, you know, wherever they are. Uh, I really enjoy that conversation. But again, that, you know, in hindsight, you look back on that conversation and it's like Agatha just sitting there talking to her. So um, I know that, that definitely changes things a lot when you get that perspective on the show. Uh, so that, that was definitely <sighs> interesting. That was also, was that also the episode where the kids kind of run around, uh, and take the camera for a bit? Like at the, yeah. at the beginning yeah. of yeah, it? The kids, and, and the kids, and we start realizing the kids powers. Yeah. Like the kids have powers. Yeah. Wick and speed, man. Like they're, they're actually superheroes. And I mean, I just, it's so cool. Those kids are great too. Like the, the little ones were, I thought fine i thought they were adorable and then when they grow into like what eight nine year olds or yeah. something 10 years old yeah those kids were good those I kids are those kids. great yeah whoever the wherever they found those i think the older one was in the haunting of hill house um which i didn't realize uh, i hadn't seen anything else that he was in oh my gosh he was in yeah. hill house yeah so i don't know i hope that oh, kid when has he a goes good downstairs he's the kid who gets trapped in like the little elevator pulley system oh my gosh you're and right and he goes down oh, into that the scene bottom is horrifying oh yeah. gosh have to that, that show too. is so good that was i never finished it actually <laughs> but uh, that one's good the second the second awesome. one the haunting of bly manor was not, not that good. great not as good some people liked it a lot i yeah not biggest fan mm-hmm. um but yeah, the kids have have their powers, and I love yeah, their take powers over to the screen time because I think because the, obviously the other ki- the one kid is speed, and so it's fun that he has the super quick ability like his uncle, and you get to see them joking around throughout the whole episode. I think that that was super fun. But man, Wiccan, he's got the like yeah. mind control element going on, and he can yeah, like, he's like Wanda. Yeah, he's exactly like Wanda. That is so awesome. I'm so excited for whatever they end up doing with those kids because they're bringing them back. So. They're no doubt they're bringing them back. They're going to be, they're going to grow older or something like that. And they're going to be some sort of young Avengers with Spider-Man or something like that. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. Who knows what their plans are. Props to Marvel for 
us just having no clue. But <laughs> yeah, I know. So I would I would imagine could go in any know. direction from this point forward. So we don't even know. But Vision is off on his own in this episode, and he's like, as you get farther out of town, nobody's moving. Yeah. and stuff. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah. yeah. He goes out and he just like sees people just standing there, not doing anything, and really becomes aware. We also didn't oh mention we also didn't mention that he does wake people up a couple times in the show. Uh, the one where he yes. wakes the guy up that he works with, and that in dude office, just freaks yeah. out. That scene is crazy. It's like Black Mirror. Yeah, that was tough. And that and that was in that was when it was Help black me. and white. You, you got to stop was in her. The second episode. You got to stop think. her. Yeah, that was in the second episode. Gosh. You got to stop her, man. You have to stop her. You know, oh. like, yeah, I can't take this anymore. I can't remember You're if like, he wakes what? anybody else up, but then he wakes Agatha up. But He wakes up Agnes. Yeah. But it wasn't. But she doesn't. Yeah, she's not being woken up. Yeah. She's just, she's just faking it. <laughs> she's just tricking. Yeah. <laughs> she's just she's being a being a witch. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, she's just being, doing her, thing. being her witch self, and you find out. But I love that she's not. Uh, you know, the ultimate bad guy. And so we'll get to that on the previously on episode. Um, but that's so but, the Halloween episode is where uh Vision discovers the limits oh. of um the limits of WandaVision and he tries to get out. Tries to go through oh, and he finds my out gosh, that he can't that even scene. exist on the outside. And yeah, that is when Wanda shows Mom. up. You know, dad's doing something or whatever. God, I don't know why I'm trying to do a kid impression. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Sounded sounded spot on, dude. (laughs) Pretty good, dude. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but um, yeah. And then she does like the boom, like barrier expanding thing. Oh, wow. Yeah, gosh. That is crazy. And the and like their whole camp turns into a circus and stuff mm-hmm. at the end of that one. Because what's the episode? She goes out at one point and is like, stop this and turns everybody's guns on Hayward and stuff. Like she goes out before that too. That's what I was just trying to imagine. Was that at the end of uh episode four? Yeah, maybe. I can't quite remember. They I all wish, kind yeah, of I know it's all getting mixed up in my thing. head, but I do remember loving both those moments. I guess I think we're doing was, an okay job. There were though. separate moments here, but yeah. Um, the breaking the fourth wall episode though is awesome because uh, that one was modeled after. Um, it was modeled after uh, what's the what's the show that I'm looking for? Modern, Modern Family. Modern Family, thank you. But it's got the like kind of yeah uh, the same camera techniques as something like The Office or Parks and Recreation. Where what's that lady's name? Uh, 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 what's that woman's name? Sophia Vergara. Sophia Vergara. Vargas? Yeah, I don't know exactly. Vergara, highest paid actress in Hollywood, right? Beats me. If that's true, then that's wild. I think she is. I think I heard that somewhere. Maybe highest paid tv i hate saying i think so much but yeah highest paid in tv or highest paid um actress but apparently she's like movie stars but maybe think again who knows (laughs) i don't know know. um anyway um uh i know that because kardashians has a new season coming out and that's kind of been on the tv Around here, so we've been watching you know, a little <laughs> bit of Kardashians here and there, and nice. then um, it comes on after Kardashians. Modern Family does. Sweet. Um, oh, so nice. I'll watch that a little bit. Yeah, yeah I, I've always wanted to make my way through Modern Family, so um, 
just happened. And Kardashians. And Kardashians. Not a chance. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but breaking the fourth wall, uh, she, Wanda really, like, begins to realize what she is doing and um, starts yeah. to figure out what is wrong. And Vision also befriends Kat Dennings. Uh, and so they get filled in on what the, you know, what his history is. Because at that point, you find out that Vision doesn't even know who he is, right? Like, he no, doesn't even know no. what he's been through, what his relationship to Wanda was previous to them being in this world. And so that is, like, a whole element of this thing that is so awesome, is Vision, the conception of Vision that Wanda made up coming to terms with his identity. And it doesn't even, like, it's make so sense. so weird. You know, like, it's such a ridiculous it thing all. that she created this independent... Uh, thing being, you know, that like she's not even tapped into his head, he's just operating on his own, on his own, and just going and doing his own thing, right? It's insane, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, that that's another one of those episodes that, um, there's a lot of stuff that happens, but the big thing at the end is Agnes introducing herself as a witch, Ag- Agatha, so like right? that, that. A, yeah, uh, yeah, but I, she went by Agnes in the town, and then did yeah, she? And then her name is yeah, oh, Agnes. Shoot, yeah, I her name's Ag. About that. Like her like buddy buddy name's Agnes, right. and then yeah, but she's Agatha Harkness because that's how a lot of people obviously caught on to that because her name was Agnes, and there's a witch in the comics named Agatha Harkness. So it's kind of right, like, eh, right. I I would guarantee, I bet <laughs> you know, but that episode was one of those that I was like. This is pretty fun. And Wanda's doing the modern family thing, kind of just chaotic, has no idea what's going on, just like needs uh needs a day to rest. Um, once again, just like uh Infinity War and um uh just all the references on the seventh day she rested. Seventh episode she rested. I always oh, find wow. those little synchronicities so funny. Um Yeah, I mean that's totally but, there. That definitely was probably on purpose. Yeah, um, but this episode kind of flies by for me. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, pretty sweet. And then all of a sudden she's at Agatha's house and you see the flies and, you know, she can't find her kids and she goes downstairs and it's like this, Weird I don't know, dungeon it's area, just like, yeah, and that's, you know, when they bring in the fact that, okay, so... Wanda did do all this, and as we all have surmised, right, it was uh, this, you know, um, reaction to Vision's death, but you have this shady witch that has been around since, like, the 17th century, apparently, that is just trying to... uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, then she's trying to... Uh, mooch off of Wanda's power, right? And she's just kind of figuring yep. out what her play is and just kind of putting herself into this reality, looking around, going, what can I do to get this power myself? Like, that is such a fun idea. I think that they just knocked such a good the idea. overall plot out of the park. And, you know, she was a really Catherine, is it Catherine Hahn, right? Yeah. She, yeah. She, I say yes, but I wasn't looking I, I know, exactly I, I, at it. But I, but yeah, Catherine Hahn. Yeah, she, yeah, um, she did such a good job throughout the entire series. She did so many funny things and had such a fun character that can be utilized in so many different styles of rom or uh, in so many styles of sitcom. Like she was excellent. There's one scene where she, the nosy neighbor, she's like, I'll see you later. Ring, ring. 
and rings the the bike. I was like, yes, yeah. that is exactly the sort of See, joke that you need in this show. So this is the point that we needed to get to because I feel like we've kind of been skirting around it because until you find out who Agatha is, it's like, oh, wow. But talking about Catherine Hahn, I mean, what a casting job. She is incredible. And I've seen her in other things. I've always enjoyed her. I've always thought she's pretty funny. And she just, imagine how much fun it would have been for her doing this. Absolutely. You'd get the, you get the live studio audience sitcom thing too. You get to be kind of behind the scenes, but you know who your character is. And then you get the full scale Marvel finale where you're wired up and flying and in costume as a witch. I mean, God, dude. And she just killed it. Yeah, she was she so it. good throughout the entire show. I loved her. Um, I mean, honestly, um, I I would say that she's my VM, uh, my MVP of the entire series. It's just that Paul Bettany works so damn hard. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't. <laughs> it's it's yeah, an insult I had to, to him. I, yeah, I mean, this whole podcast, I've just been writing Paul Bettany nonstop. <laughs> my, I have pages filled just with his name. It just <laughs> works just, too hard for I anybody else to get any other sort of. <laughs> you know, he's he's too good. Hundred and ten percent. Absolutely. And I'll give him I'll give him hundred and ten percent of my attention, you know, every time. Amen. <laughs> He's great. Uh sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. but Ag- yeah. so Agatha's good. Uh in that episode and throughout the show, I think that she is just so excellent. I think it yeah, it can Agatha get a little bit like yeah. all right, this is getting pretty silly in the finale. Pokey pokey. You know, but overall Bye. I love it. Like I'm, I'm always in. You have to lean into it, in my opinion. But I definitely love it. You have to lean into. You it. have to lean into. Yeah. It. Um, so <laughs> what did you just say? Did you say you're gonna love it? Is that what you said? I don't. I don't know. You're, yeah, I think I did. Yeah. <laughs> you got to lean into it, and you're gonna love it. <laughs> you have to lean into it, and you're gonna love it. <laughs> I don't know why you wouldn't though. If somebody watches it. this show, and they're like, "Nah, I wasn't into it." You're just like, well, you should try to be more positive then <laughs> because this was well, fun. Well, maybe there's something about your character you need to work on, actually. Because <laughs> it's a lot of fun here. You should start going to the gym or something because you got to relax. <laughs> this is good television. No, Everybody should have good. a good time on this. Um, and then the... Um, previously and, on. and then she gets her own theme. She gets her own theme song, too. Right, yeah. And that was the hilarious. Agatha. Agatha. It was Agatha all, all along. Time. That was a great time. That was a great all time. All. I really enjoyed that song. And I killed Sparky too. Yeah. Is that at the end of that episode, do we get the um, Quicksilver walking up on Monica Rambo too? Snoopers going Snoop. I think so. Yeah. You know, and well, we can talk about Monica's superpowers in the next, uh, in the next episode, but let's just quickly talk about previously on and we can get to the finale here. Uh, okay. Previously on, I uh, really enjoyed the whole storyline with uh, Wanda and her parents and her brother and that she watched those sitcoms on uh, repeat when she was younger as a way to learn English because they had planned on... She loved Dick living. Van Dyke. Yeah. She had Bewitched. She had yeah. all those shows. Malcolm in the Middle. Right. Like, oh, man. And that's such an interesting thing because it's like, okay, you figure out, and, you know, this is what's alluded to it later on in that episode, is that she seeing vision's death just broke her heart so much. Right. And it was so traumatic that it just caused her to regress into like a previous state, but she has superpowers. So she like forced that previous state of security upon everybody else. Like that is such a brilliant, that is 
is such a brilliant tactic of a plot line because it's like really applying, you know, real life things that do occur in people's heads um, to a superhero's mind. That's I think that Marvel does a very good job. People can say that it's silly and, you know, stupid and stuff like that, like if you want to. But I really think it's smart writing. I think it is really clever stuff. Mm -hmm. So who's the writer? Jack Schaefer. Yeah. So the guy that came up with it. Yeah. Is that his name? Jack Schaefer? Because I saw that there's a woman. uh, Oh, is it? Is (laughs) it a woman? Yeah, she's Jackie. one of the main writers. Jack. Or Jack. Yeah, Jack Schaefer. It's J-A-C, Schaefer. It's just Jack Schaefer. Cool. Yeah, and she... Um, yeah, you don't see a lot of women named Jack. I know, right? I was just thinking that. J-A-C. Cool name. I'm, I'm Jack I'm with impressed a C. by that name. Very nice. It's pretty cool. And then the, the director, like too, uh, was very good. But gosh, Jack Schaefer. Uh, Matt Shackman. She, yeah, Matt Shackman. He directed some Game, some game of Thrones stuff. Yeah, and I saw that he did something else that was like kind of a, a funny something. Oh, shoot, I was looking through him. I like how they gave him the whole series, though. I know, yeah, he did every episode. And I think that's nice because there's consistency in the yeah. tone of each episode. Um, yeah, but yeah, I agree. Schaefer, she did a great job on this. So that was excellent. Great writing. I absolutely love this storyline. Um, and I'm sure that Kevin Feige yep. probably had a huge role in that as well. Of oh, helping yeah, to guide dude. this. Yeah. And there's a ton of people at Marvel Feige, that are making this Feige, stuff happen. Feige, Feige. So, yeah, they're, yep. they're killing it for me. I definitely, you know, I'm sure that this is, a lot of it might be built by committee in some way, but I'm, assu- I'm sure that that, uh, the Jack uh, Schaefer probably had quite a bit of creative control of her own storylines as well. So, I yeah yeah I would bet, and which and, is nice because I yeah. think that Marvel really is starting to trust in independent filmmakers to do their own thing, like within the Marvel machine, which is nice. You know, I think that it still has to. Who's who's the one who's doing the Eternals? Oh, Chloe Zhao. Yeah, she just directed um, Nomadland, which is a one best golden picture, best uh, one best picture and best director at the Golden Globes. So at Golden Globes, yeah, we'll see what it what happens. People are saying that one's going to be good, but yeah, so I mean, that one is supposed to be a really good movie. I was planning on watching it uh, at some point soon. I like Feige's choices, man. He's yeah, you know, he doesn't just bring in these huge big blockbuster names. He he gets people that would fit the project. Yeah, I know? think so, They're too. They're really good about fitting the tone of things. Eternals, um, is, I'm super excited for that movie now because that looks interesting. That is an interesting director. Angelina Jolie. I'm, I'm fascinated by what's going to happen with that one. So really looking forward to it. Kit Harrington. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Richard Madden as well. The King of the North. <laughs> yeah, King of the North. Oh, my gosh. A couple of them. I did just watch that scene on YouTube the other day, the King of the North scene, uh, where whoever Chills. the car start guy just, uh, you know, the only king I see is the king in front of me, the King of the North. <laughs> and you're like, yes! King of the North. <laughs> it's Rob Stark, the son of Ned Stark, assuming the mantle of the steward and the King of the North. It's great. <laughs> oh, it's so awesome. Um, you know, you also have the scene where uh, Wanda and Vision sit down and talk on the couch about Pietro's death. And he has that great scene or that great line uh, about what is grief, but love uh, per- persevering. That is such a beautiful line. And I just am so impressed by the writing on that one. So uh, that that scene struck me a lot. And I think that we never really got to see a ton of the relationship that is developed between uh, Wanda and Vision throughout the series. We kind of see a little bit of fun of them 
kind of connecting, I guess, in Civil War. Yeah. And then they're already in a relationship in Infinity War, and then he just dies. So it's like you really don't get that much of those two. So it was nice to have at least one scene where you got to see them loving each other outside of WandaVision. Because obviously, you know, they're relationships yeah you kind of just have to you're forced to like put put the pieces of the puzzle together a little bit mm-hmm. you know you're just kind of like okay i think yeah i think they're in love or whatever and they did good in um that was the beginning of infinity war yeah when they were in like paris or something um or wherever they were staying in that hotel and stuff like they you know they had hints of it but i thought the whole walkthrough as well as with agatha um and I know we already kind of talked about it. The beginning of this episode, uh, the Salem 1693. Yeah, that was crazy. You know, witch trial. Yeah. I mean, going straight into that was just insane. Mm-hmm. But um, I, du- I dug that as well. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, the, the kids, it's cool. You find out that she has had powers since she was little. It just confuses me a little bit because with her brother, like, did he have powers when he was younger? And if not... Like, how did he get powers? That's what I was wondering. I was a little unclear on that because she was clearly born a witch. And so it was just the Infinity Stone um, that enhanced her witch powers, right? Like, that's the deal. And did Quicksilver already have those powers? Or was it the fact that they were screwing around at Hydra that he got powers? Like, that, that was rather unclear. Maybe it could be something that I think it might have been be like a was it a touch of the infinity stone because she was so close to him that she imbued him with that power as well or something. Maybe there's probably something that we're missing here, but that and that wasn't something that like, I guess I was hung up on, you know, like I didn't really think about that at time. Well, they didn't say anything about it in WandaVision. And I think that could be a storyline in the future Hmm. if they go down a different direction, like. You know, obviously her her parents didn't have powers, so maybe somebody gave her her powers, or she was born with it. Uh, maybe maybe she's Maybelline. born with it. Maybe it's just maybe. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There could be somebody behind all that, and that could be uh, something that we find out in the future too. I mean, I don't know. Could be. Yeah, I I think so. Yeah. So I mean, who who knows on that front? But I definitely dug that previously on episode that was that was sweet was was there anything else in there before we move to the the big one? Oh, there was the famous quote there was the uh but what is grief if not love persevering yeah. that vision says yeah and that yeah that's such a good quote that is i love that quote i'm so into that i did you already say that i did yeah but it was awesome oh <laughs> Shows how much I'm paying attention. Like, yeah, I brought that up a minute and a half ago, but. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was, I think you said it because I was adjusting my volume on, on my headphones and I was like. A bit distracted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was adjusting my volume <laughs> because when I just said that quote, the look in your face was like, yeah, I know. I get it. It's a good <laughs> yeah. quote. <laughs> That's why I just said that. <laughs> yeah, I, I just said it. Oh, gosh. Okay, sorry, Dave. No, 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 it's great. <laughs> um, but that episode ends, and she basically finds out. You get the scene where 
she, you know, Wanda finds out that he had bought the house and that he wanted to raise a family there or whatever. Oh, and she goes there and yeah. it breaks her heart. And that's when she creates WandaVision. And that was a really that's cool the big, scene. That was insane. That was awesome. Like that You was, also get a glimpse of her as Scarlet Witch in that episode yeah, too. Yeah, which when is she sweet. The and the Scarlet Witch is like something else that's different than whatever. So, um, yeah, that's... Because I, I didn't realize that, that we hadn't referred to her as the Scarlet Witch. As the Scarlet inside Witch. Inside the yet. MCU yet. Like, that's, you know, part Everybody of our vernacular. We've it. just taken that. But that's because we have the comic books, I guess. And I didn't even put that together, that that's not what we were calling her within the movies. So that was cool. And I was really looking forward to seeing her as a Scarlet Witch. And it comes through in the uh, last episode, obviously. Comes through pretty big time. <laughs> um, but that was, yeah, I, I love that episode. And the building that was of heartbreaking. I, I definitely teared up. And like I said, I think that that is not only a really cool plot point, but I think it's also a really smart plot point um, that is you know, heart, it definitely references things that are reality and who knows what would happen to people with superhuman abilities if they went through, uh, something so traumatic and how they would respond yeah, to it. Yeah. Something if they had so that. insane. It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like in, um, uh, Logan, right. When Dr. X, uh, he develops Alzheimer's, Professor X. uh, and so, yeah. uh, Professor X, uh, he develops Alzheimer's and he, uh, like unleashes, uh, a terrible mind. Oh yeah. Spell on the population of wherever. Uh, and that's like a whole thing, right? Like what if the most powerful brain yeah. in the world, uh, suddenly developed a disease when haywire remember things. Um, that's yeah. what happened. So I thought that that was, this was also a cool, cool way to treat something like that. And the last episode, it's I was in, really looking forward to it. You see Agatha, she has Wanda's children now. And so she Wanda has the kids on the leashes are about to the magic off. purple leashes. And I was super excited about this last fight. And I think it delivered. And then you get the, you get the white vision reveal too. What do you think of white vision? What'd you think about that at first? I was not, uh, entirely in love with the idea. Uh, I was like, okay, here we go again. You know, standard, you know, somebody squaring off against the antithesis. Again, of we've themselves. seen, we, I knew. Yeah. And it, cause we've talked about this a lot and it's, you know, like, it's like the end it, of Logan does that where it's, uh, you know, Wolverine versus Wolverine X2 does that where it's Wolverine versus the equivalent of Wolverine. Iron Man does that where it's Iron, Iron Man, Man does that. Jeff Hulk does that. Yeah. It's, it's, we've seen it a lot of times. Um, but it, you see it because it works, right? Like it's cool. Uh, so I thought that that was the, the way that they did it, I guess made me so much happier. Right. Because when vision confronts some himself, concerns, it is so awesome. coming through. So yeah, yeah, I thought it was just going to be like, Oh great. This just like mindless. Oh, you know, we just need, yeah. You kind of just think like we need something for vision to do. Um, during the finale kind of a thing. Like we need vision to be doing something. So maybe he'll just fight white vision and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, the way that it went down was pretty cool. Um, I'm trying to think of the mid credit scene on that one. Cause I think it, no, it only had the one. Yeah. They never, they never show white where vision. white vision ends up. And so they, sh- so vision shows back up, right. Uh, to, to save his family, to step in and, and guard his family and he takes on White Vision, and Wanda fights Agatha, uh, and that whole scene was pretty awesome. Uh, I love this. Is something that um, they also talked about on that assembled documentary, just talking about how this was kind of like a feat of of uh, filmmaking because 
uh, the amount of wiring that they had to use, like cable, like harness and cable work that they had to do. Uh, if you think about it in a ton of the Marvel movies, it's like, yeah, there's a bunch of people flying around, but mostly you're just seeing a CGI Iron Man flying around and then you get Tony Stark inside of a, you know, a helmet, right? you know, talking. And so a lot of times they don't have to do all this, but in this, they had Agatha up, they had Wanda constantly flying around and they had Vision constantly flying around. Um, and they made a lot of it practical, which is it's insane to see like the making of this because they'll do these huge wide shots. Like when Agatha's talking down to, to Wanda on top of the building, um, Agatha's on top of the building and like Wanda does something and the camera pans out and Agatha's up on the building. And that's actually how they were filming. Yeah. It. Like, yeah, they didn't cut scenes. Like she was actually just standing up there. It was this huge, you know, movie lot. Like it was, it's so cool to see like just how they, how they did everything and the way that it came together, like Wanda versus Agatha, it was like, let's go babe. Yeah. That was so sweet. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> like, yeah. Was, that that yeah. was the best. Yeah. I, I loved, I mean, I think I'd probably prefer the vision fighting himself. I don't know though. The stuff, the stuff where, uh, Agatha and Wanda are fighting up in the sky. That was so cool. Like it was that so was cool. the best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Wanda like standing in the middle of Times Square and everybody coming up to her and being like, you know, I need to sleep, like help us, you know, they're like starting to come out of it and they're surrounding mm. her and she's like, Dah! and like, and chokes all chokes of them. them like all. she keeps, she keeps becoming the villain Yeah, and she's not trying to be, but she, she's evil. Yeah. Like she, she is the villain. Yeah. Like that's just, that's how it is, yeah. you know? And these people are so afraid of her mm -hmm. cause it's like, gosh, I don't know. So yeah, dude. That, I mean, that um, was crazy, and it does. It paints her as the villain right there, and that is such a great, uh, such a great um, part about her character is that she does have this dark side that, like, she can feed into every once in a while. She started out as a bad guy, right? So join the dark side. The dark side. Your power. Um, but powers. <laughs> <laughs> Austin Powers. Uh, Dive. Powers. You can't win powers. That lady, why won't you die? Won't that you is die? one of the funniest bits. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just have one of these henchmen that's a woman that can't die. Like she literally gets hit she in the face with a rocket die. and she doesn't die. That's so funny. Uh, Prepared to die. Whoever powers. whoever had that idea. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> um probably Mike Myers. I I don't know. I don't know who wrote Austin Powers, but I think Jay Roach directed it. Good stuff. I don't know if he wrote it too. Um Anyway, uh, but what do you think? I, I want to talk about that vision conversation that vision has with himself because yeah. he, you know, is like talking to the other vision, something like, why are you fighting me? Blah, blah. blah. And he's like, because my programming is to kill the vision. Uh, and then he brings up this, uh, some sort of, um, it's like Stephen Hawking talking to Stephen Hawking. It's <laughs> such a weird deal. Yeah. It's like he brings up the paradox so smart. of like if you re if you're building a ship, right, and you keep replacing pieces of the ship, you get to a point where you've replaced every single piece. So is it the same ship? And uh, that's when, like, before he you know even hints that that's where he's going. The other vision goes. I require. Uh, I require you to expand upon that or something like that. And you're like, sweet. <laughs> he's just oh, willing yeah, yeah. to he hear him out. the bell you know? inside that mind. He's like, he's just such yeah. a logical being that like, if you apply, you know, you know, if you appeal to his better nature, he actually will just be like, 
good point. <laughs> like mid fight with this guy and he's like oh yeah i never thought about it that way that is interesting huh. maybe i shouldn't and then he has his <laughs> memories <am> restored <laughs> he has his memories literally restored by uh by the vision and then he just looks at him and goes i am vision and shoots away and flies into oh. the sky and you don't see him again like that's the last time we, we that we see white vision that is crazy where it's is he going to go? Where dude. is he going to show up? I don't He's know. He's back, you know? <laughs> For all we know, I don't even know. Like, do those memories make him vision again? Does the fact that he doesn't have the I stone like in his do. head uh, going to complicate it? So I feel like they do make like, him vision again. Yeah. Well, and sh- didn't she say that, like, uh, he was the piece of the, um, the mind stone that lives in her? So maybe she can, like, honestly restore him with her power. That might be something that comes into play later. Because she did. Yeah, it's that. kind of interesting because it's like you want to feel sad. And also it's a critique of, of Marvel because they don't kill people very often. No, they, they don't. killed RDJ. And uh, something that I talked about when we did the Civil War podcast with, with Rhodes, like you kind of you wanted him maybe to just die. You know, you feel bad, but like um, when he fell out of the sky or whatever. Right. Um, but. You know, like I'm, st- I that would that just for that scene alone, I'm so stoked that he's still going to be around and they're going to utilize Paul Bettany because I love Paul Bettany. Um, but also at the same time, you're kind of expecting them to like, you know, cut the character and have like a finish for the character. Um, but it's going to keep going on, which is great because I love watching Vision. But I definitely I've heard that critique a few times now out there, um, and I get it. I get it. If the explanation is good enough, I am down to hear it. And so far, this was like, that makes sense to me. (laughs) If the peanut butter is creamy, then is that the same? (laughs) Put it on the sandwich? I mean, (laughs) where are you going with that? (laughs) I don't know. If the uh, you know, know, if the pepper's popping. If the PB&J says, eat me, you say, hey. Give me an hour. I'll be be hungry. (laughs) You say you lose that crust and then I'll be back. (laughs) You say give me a couple hours. I just ate. (laughs) Is that even me? (laughs) Okay. Um, If the PB and J comes a call and say, hey, eat me. I say hold off for a minute because I just ate. (laughs) Give me a second. I'm warming up to it. Um... Gosh, <laughs> but then <laughs> had a couple of these little giggles. So you have, in this but you do podcast. get Monica Rambo oh. with the two kids in there, and yeah. that is yeah. a sweet scene because the kids show off their powers. Monica Rambo apparently has something oh, kind of like yeah. it's Captain Marvelish type powers that are going on. Yeah, but is yeah. that because of She's Wanda sweet, dude. that she had that, or uh, I don't? Know. Yeah, it's because she went through the hex and it changed her, her. Whatever. Doesn't I, even need to be explained. That one was that matter. one it, that on. was one where they were like, Oh yeah, you went through it a couple times, so now you're turning into a superhero. And I'm like, No, you're a superhero. Okay. okay. I'll go well, along with that. Quite the origin story. I'll do it though. I like it. I love her. Yeah, I think that she's, she's I think she's good. I, I definitely enjoyed Monica Rambo overall, but she's got a lot of energy. I like the energy she brings. Yeah. And it's a lot just for just some random very character happy to kind of step into this and you know. She, I, I know, think now become like a superhero. She was getting as much screen time as Wanda or Vision at the end of it. So she was definitely like the third main character. Right? Main character. Uh, yeah. And then 
And Hayward. Hayward. I didn't really like that guy. Um, I don't know. He's fine. I don't think you're supposed to. The thing is, you know what's you funny, know? though, is that, like, I know I'm getting older when I'm watching, like, the plot of these things unravel. And I'm like, kind of agree with Hayward. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, like this is getting might be for the this best. This is getting though. pretty out of control. So if we could roll in there, might want to stop this. Could just kill Wanda. Yeah, you know, use Vision as as weapons. You know, to defend ourselves. <laughs> yeah. If something like this happens again, and it's probably you know, probably smart for us to have these things in our control. <laughs> probably for the best, we don't do a big sitcom. Yeah, <laughs> when they're stuff, like, you know? you know, when they're like <laughs> in that ep- in that episode where um it looks like Wanda like was stealing the body. Right. And you kind of see the scene where he's not going to let her take the body. And somebody might be like, geez, let her go bury him or something. You're like, no, it's such an expensive, like piece of equipment. No. That is a freaking, you know, the greatest <laughs> weapon mankind has ever built. Do you understand how <laughs> this thing came to be? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I get it. You love this robot or whatever. I don't care. Uh-huh. <laughs> like this is, this is mine now, yeah. you know. <laughs> but he does. He fills property of sorts. He fills in the '90s, you know, out of control, uh, you know, bureaucrat <laughs> that's got too much power role. <laughs> yeah. So he's he's a fun character. I think it was good, and it kind of gives you, you know, somebody else that's sort of a villain, right? Uh, it's good to have the person that's supposed to be acting on behalf of the public uh, kind of have his own shady interests in mind. So that's yeah. a fun plot line to follow. Yeah. Um, so he was good. Uh, but Wanda and Agatha fighting up in the sky is one of the coolest parts of the whole show, in my opinion, though. Like that last showdown between those two was so cool yeah uh great demonstration of wanda utilizing her powers to her fullest extent uh katherine hahn what did you what were you thinking i mean did you think that did you have any idea what she was doing no i didn't and it kind of seemed like agatha was really gonna pull this thing off and i didn't know how wanda was gonna get out of it it was really because she was you know draining her of that power and i guess that that was something that i didn't fully understand is you know what are the extents that you can drain another witch's power and then can you get it back like what's the you know what's the exchange of energy here that's happening (laughs) because i don't fully understand the currency and energy that we got going on yeah it's (laughs) like you charge up a certain amount in yourself and then you get to keep it um um, does this thing remain <laughs> open, this flow? Like, is it, you know, like siphoning gas now? out of is somebody's car open? when you can't stop it? Or I don't know. Put the hose in, <laughs> suck a little, <laughs> let it keep going. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. Uh, but either way, it was cool to watch happen. I was worried for Wanda, but the, uh, reveal yeah. that she had put the runes on the four walls of WandaVision. Oh, so That was sick, like, dude. I don't know. I don't know. That was so awesome. I was because you're also cutting back to the kids and vision and they're all, they're getting worried. They're like, Oh no, what is happening? You know, like as the viewer, I really couldn't think of a way that she was going to get out of that situation. Mm -hmm. And then that reveal. And then the, uh, what is it? You don't have to tell me who I am. That line. Yeah. You know, you don't need to tell me who I am. And then just like, I'm getting chills already. I mean, you know, this is the type of show that you tear up, you get chills, like the whole shebang. And like, I'm getting that right now because it it was just insane. And the costume was so great. And like Agatha's acting, you know, Catherine Hahn, like, "Ah," you know, "Ah." it was just, 
it was insane. The music, oh. it was like I was watching an IMAX, totally. man. Like it was just totally incredible. That was, I mean, and that was, it was so well done. Like it looked, you know, visually as a visual spectacle, it was awesome. Um, but as a plot point, I loved that because I think that yeah. that's something that we all really crave out of each individual hero uh, is to see that like they earn um the recognition oh, that they yeah. get. And it's like, if you yeah. look at like Iron Man, right? Like I love Iron Man. Iron Man's the coolest, but when you get to Iron Man three and Iron Man is kind of, you know, he's taken away from his suits and he only has so much that he can work with. You come to really respect him. Right. And so yeah. Yeah. Wanda, Wanda is a super cool superhero because she has this power that is super awesome. Right. She's a witch, but when confronted with another witch, you know, how does she hold her own? How does she hold up? Yeah, and she totally yeah. just learns something about the witch world and just uses it, use it, uses it against Catherine Hahn in such a great way and in such a great big reveal in the last episode. I was just like, yes, man, she is totally uh, winning at her own game against an opponent that is just yeah. like her. And I think that that's kind of what you want to see, right, is... You know, not yeah. only yeah. it's like the Superman thing where earn that respect, you know, Superman is so powerful on Earth and that's awesome to see. But you want to see him beat Zod because you want to know that he's the most powerful person from Krypton. Too, he's the most powerful or that he's which, gosh, he breaks know. his neck oh, and that gosh. shout that he gives. Oh, so good. Henry Cavill, man. Na, na, <laughs> just always. Na, 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 na. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to start doing that when we're playing Rocket League or Destiny or totally. something. Whenever you start doing something good, just the. Dun, dun. Is the Man of Steel <laughs> theme the most like inspirational theme ever? I mean, I don't know if there's much. Dun, 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 dun. The piano is so good, man. What an aesthetic that it paints. Sorry, I had to finish it. <laughs> oh, man. I, um, I, hey, I listen to that while I'm driving a lot. It's incredible, it's dude. Song. Hans Zimmer, man. Oh, he just... Such a huge gosh, fan. Um, goes to town. Oh, yeah. that's If I could pick one concert anyway, to go about to anywhere, it would be a Hans finale. Zimmer concert. Just saying. It'd be a Hans Zimmer. Because <laughs> he plays all the instruments. Yeah. He's insane, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's playing the guitar, and then he's playing the piano, and then he's playing the violin. I don't know. Like He's just insane. Yeah. So smart. Ask me if Wicked I want to go see Queen, <laughs> Foo Fighters, Blink-182, <laughs> you know. Or Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. It's going to be. Hans Zimmer every time. It's great. He's like a peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a put- peanut butter sandwich that you want to put off for a couple hours, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what is that? Yeah. Oh, what is that joke? Okay. I don't know. That's hilarious. Uh, so the, I love the ruins though. That is the coolest, that is the coolest ending that they could have as yeah. the climax for the event. And so awesome. And she defeats Catherine Hahn, but doesn't kill her, keeps her alive in Marvel fashion. Love it. We'll be seeing they her. They just keep every piece on the board still, just if we mm-hmm. ever want. You know. I can't I'm happy she's alive. Yeah, what should we do can't with Agatha? Well, let's put her into a trance and keep her in uh this town that Wanda had held captive. Basically, we'll they put her on her. a leash. Yeah. Said, we'll be right Next back. Next time we have a Wanda series or a Wanda movie or, you know, something, we can bring her back into the fray if we want. So, sounds great. And she could probably just become one of the people, right? I mean, it's not, wouldn't yeah, be a huge I think, deal. I think, like, Bucky has the same stuff in his arm that, uh, you know, Captain America does, right? Or some semblance yeah, of it. So, yeah. same deal. 
Vibranium. To bring her back. <laughs> vibranium. Wait, not vibranium. <laughs> yeah, I, sorry, I was Some just thinking about of the material. Whatever of his serum arm. they developed uh, during World War II, and then the Russians got a hold. How of do you feel? Taller. Ooh. That scene's so awesome when Ooh. Captain America changes. Uh, yeah, what, what did you think of the ending of the show, though? Uh, I thought that the tucking, you know, the realization that it was very everybody had emotional, to go away. Man. That was tough, man. She's got to end Wanda Vision, and that means that the kid's got to die and Vision has to die. I mean, got pretty dark there. Tucking the kids goodnight. It was very... Very, very. It reminded me of the scene in uh, Titanic when the woman is tucking the children uh, in bed. Yeah, and the waters like sleep forever in the land of Tirnanolk, and you can see the water rushing in. And gosh, that's what it reminded me of. It made me think of that scene. Yeah, tough stuff. It reminded me more of the scene in Titanic when the guy jumps off and hits the propeller. Gosh, that guy. Oh, that scene, man. He is the ultimate poor bastard. You know, that guy, the tough. He really is. Tough stuff. Cow, just, yeah, ouch, ouch time. Man, I haven't seen Titanic in Um, a long time. Great movie. We watched it during quarantine. Uh, uh, This last quarantine, (laughs) but um, we watched it at some point in the last year. I forget. I forget when, Uh but... Amazing! It's so. I mean, I've, I see. I probably watch it every every other year or something. Titanic is so something good, that I'm dude. never going to get sick of, and I'll watch it, and I'll still want to just start it right over. Like I love that movie, it's so good. I'm trying to. What's the guy's name? Billy Zane. Yeah. Not the better half. <laughs> yeah, that guy's good. He's great. Man, we got off topic. Yeah, there. where Titanic. were we even? I'm um, tucking the kids in. I don't know. In good uh, into bed. That's where we went. That's where. Bye we bye went. forever. Yeah. Thanks for choosing it me was to be very, your mom. Very emotional. I don't know about that. Oh I didn't know. I didn't gosh. love that line. I'm just saying. I liked okay. it. Good. I'm glad you did. I liked it. <laughs> my tears were flowing though. I, I, they could have said, <laughs> "Yeah, exactly." You were the, the last five they minutes. I'm in. just, yeah. I'm buckets. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, dying. So you were in line. Yeah, at the, you were then, in line at the buffet. You were taking everything that was getting handed to you, not even questioning it. Just not even go. question it. Throw the slop <laughs> on my plate, baby. I'll, I don't. I'll care. eat it all. I'll <laughs> eat. Give me the green jello. I'm hungry. Throw it on. I'm hungry. (laughs) I'll take one of those PB&Js for Um, later. (laughs) (laughs) What is with the PB&J joke, man? I don't even understand what that is. It is. It was my fault for even bringing it up. Yeah, I feel like you pursued that one. Um, I did. Okay, Okay, but yeah, I mean, the the last scene with Wanda and Vision. Oh, that was so good. And knowing that he's going to go away. I mean, that... Um, what does she say? I can feel you or something like that. Mm-hmm. I still feel you. Um, and I, oh boy. I love how like he asks her what he is and she is so brutally honest with him about what he is. And that I think like, you know, she's like, you are part of the mind stone that lives in me. Uh, you are like my hopes and dreams or something like that. But you know, she basically is like, you are something that I created. Right. And you are just a thing. Um, and I think yeah. that that is so, she just fully tells him and then he dies. It's insane how she created him, man. I mean, it's just, we talked about that earlier, but it's just insane how, how she did that. And yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just insane to see that barrier coming closer and closer. Just that idea. I can't imagine being at the drawing board and coming up with how, 
how that even works and just the way the execution of that final episode was just unreal and them standing together and then it's over and then she's just standing back in the lot you know Mm. the empty lot and gets in her car and drives away no she doesn't does she fly away uh i think doesn't she drive away I think she drives yeah. away. But then she ends um, up going off to the mountains and sitting there, <laughs> you know. Doing some hippie stuff. Yeah, exactly. Some witch stuff. <laughs> yeah. She's got some sort of commune up there in the mountains, and she's trying to bring people yeah, back from the dead. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. yeah it's a, I mean, I like the coven, ending. And right? That's that's the term for witches. That would be what it is. Yeah. Hey, American Horror Story. Coven. I haven't watched that one Good yet. season. Yeah, looking forward to that. That one's pretty good. Yeah, it sounds good. Evan Peters. Never a bad time watching Evan Peters. Yeah, I'm a big fan. And where does he go? Where where, where did he go? He just there was the reveal, and then he was just in the house. And yeah, then, and they was there anything found out that? that he was just a guy that lives there. So that's all you found out from him is that he was just a guy that was living there, and Agatha had taken over him. Yeah. So who knows where he'll be? But um, I thought that the the ending was was very nice. I love that it was such a contained story that it was all Wanda. There were people that were trying to take advantage of the situation, but at the end of the day, it was her deal. You know, she was a bad guy, like with shades of gray. Yeah, right? it was. She was yeah. a complicated. Yeah, with shades of gray. You, I mean, as most bad guys probably Wanda are. Still. Like, there's not that much. Yeah. You know, there aren't that many bad guys out there that are just bad to be bad, right? They're complicated individuals yeah. that have a ton of stuff going on. Um, so I thought that was a good way to play it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Darcy hitting Hayward or whatever, you know, kind of hokey stuff, fun. I mean, all that all that works out. Um, and I guess, yeah, it kind of just ends, and you get to those post-credit scenes. You have Monica Rambeau, with the scrolls. Um, and, uh, you know, I was kind of like another cutscene with the scrolls. Um, what happens know, to Monica Mendelsohn at the end? Refresh of, me on this. I, I'm blanking on it. She goes into the movie theater. Uh, somebody's like, Oh yeah. And then uh, she's going to meet the, uh, she's going to meet the, the Cree guy or whatever. Right. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah. And then, you know, I think Nick Fury or something up in space, you know, they have to go, yeah, something. Yeah. Um, She's yeah, going to go on her yeah, own so, deal. So I'm sure we'll see her again in Captain Marvel, too. Well, I wonder if um, that'll be an entire show in itself, though. That's what I was thinking. I was like, are they setting up Monica Rambo to get her own show? And this is kind of the start oh, of like... off series for Because her? I think that the big this is a bigger conversation that we need to have, probably right now. I, I think that we can maybe hearken back on anything we didn't touch on on uh, WandaVision, but what is the next play in the MCU? Because right now they've set it up that, yeah, we have phase four and some good movies that are on the horizon, but are they going to start really trying to have these series that are going on under like the currents of the films? And so Monica Rambo will just be a character that is pretty big in the TV shows. Maybe she doesn't even get any screen time uh, in the movies, but she is, um, you know, a character that's fairly big. I don't know. And, but universe. I, I honestly think, I think they're trying to tie everything together. And I think we'll see some of these TV show people in the movies. And, you know, I don't think there's a Monaco Rambo show announced at this point. There's like the Hawkeye one that's going to introduce the, the, the girl Hawkeye, the, oh. the younger girl Hawkeye. Oh yeah. It's um, um, like Jeremy Renner's daughter or something, right? Something. Yeah, I think so. 
It might be his daughter. Not Jeremy Renner's not- actual daughter, but his daughter in this. <laughs> no, but in I think it is. I think it is his actual that, daughter. Don't quote me on um, that because I... I could have read anything that could be giving. But me if that. we're if we're not getting that, then I feel like yeah. Well, anyway, um, yeah. There's a lot of shows that have been announced, and I haven't seen one for her. But I feel like they're gonna. I know Kevin Feige has said that they very much want to keep the movies like in the theaters. Like they very much want to keep the movies separate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's going to be a lot of lines that cross. You know, um, the and a lot of things that lead in. I think he wants to keep some sort of continuity to where if people aren't watching the TV shows, they can still go to the movies and understand what's happening in the MCU timeline. But like any fan of the MCU isn't going to be watching every TV show. So, um, but I mean, it's probably a I, I don't know. It's a safe play, I think, to have the movies continue the main narrative right but you also have tv shows that are complementing those storylines and kind of giving us more of that information but it's not absolutely because i have a feeling that wanda i feel like scarlet witch is going to play a huge role in multiverse of madness that's just my theory and so i'm like well that right there directly ties into the tv shows so but that's the thing is that it's just like you know i think that that's one thing to keep the movies and the tv shows separate but just based on this show, I don't even know how they're going to do that because this show was huge. Like, I feel like this was... I don't think they need this, to. This show I really don't think they so, need to. I mean... Massive. Yeah, exactly. It was packed a, packed a punch. I would, lo- I would love to, if they just put all these episodes together, um, even with the opening credits and whatever, um, I would love to go to an IMAX screen and watch all of this. Yeah, totally. Um, totally. I'd love to go to a like movie theater. Hours. I mean, it's that... Yeah, less. It's, it's that good of quality. Mm-hmm. Probably less, you know. It's like thirty minute, thirty minute. Yeah, forty you can minute, get it done. Forty minutes, get it done pretty quick. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, but yeah, where they go next? I mean, Spider Man, um, and Doctor Strange, um, Spider Man No Way Home, right? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that looks yeah. great. I'm super excited for Spider Man, and uh. Doctor Strange, as we've said before, I don't think that I really have any understanding of what the heck is going to go on after this. You know, I don't really understand what that multiverse is going to even bring into the fray. I think we're looking at possible X-Men, but you and I were talking about this this the other night. I think that we should hold off on the X-Men for, you know, at least a couple phases. I think that you can slowly start spreading them in, but maybe by the time we get to, like, phase six, you know, like... Or maybe like phase Go seven heavy is like building up to X-Men versus the Avengers. Heavy, you know? Yeah, heavy X-Men stuff. Because I think that if we get some Fantastic Four going and they play into this next phase, I think that that's going to be the bread and butter of the Marvel. Yeah, the and, this underlying, and this underlying murmur and talk of mutants, you know, yeah. little Easter eggs of like kind of what's happening. Something happened and now there's, there's mutants and a lot of people with powers. I think that's the smart way to play it because like we were talking about earlier with like the water cooler talk and like waiting a week for every episode, our world is so accessible at this point and people just want everything right now. People want Magneto in WandaVision right now. People want Wolverine to show up. People want, you know, the Fantastic Four and the X-Men and just everything. Silver Surfer just now, next movie, please, right now. And I think it's, it's in it's in Kevin Feige's best interest if he does hold off like five, five, ten years mm-hmm. 
and you know, but maybe he won't and he'll, you know, he knows the people want it. So I I'd imagine fantastic four is going to come a lot sooner than later. They've already announced it. Um, just want to know who they're going to pick for that. Yeah. It's the same director as Spider-Man. Um, yeah. Homecoming far from home and no home. And I not Mark Webb, right? I don't know how the other guy. No, not Mark Webb. Yeah. The other guy. I don't know how happy I am about that because there are some things in the Spider-Man movies that just not sure entirely like the, the feeling of them hits me right all the time. I do enjoy them. They, yeah. And maybe they, I'm just comparing too much to Sam Raimi, but well, Spider-Man's my just, favorite superhero. Like I love Spider-Man. Yeah. And I don't necessarily love those movies. Like, nearly as much as I love the Sam Raimi ones, but that's just because yeah. this is kind of just the MCU's version of Spider-Man and he's awesome. And yeah. honestly, the last one was so good. I really did love Spider-Man far from home. So I, far from home was great. I thought that was great. John Watts is the name of that director. Um, so John Watts. maybe we'll see what he does with the fantastic four. I think that he does, you know, I think it got pretty, pretty epic at the end of that one. So I think that he could do something super special with the fantastic four, but and No Way Home reportedly has, it has so much going on that maybe John Watts, after No Way Home, we look at that movie and go, give him anything. He was building up. Yeah, he was, yeah. He was definitely... Building up, I don't give even, him whatever he wants. I mean, I don't even know what Perfect. John Watts has done. Might we just, you know, I know that we're probably uh, on our way out episodes here, of Roseanne, um, he did... <laughs> <laughs> uh, he did... Uh, oh, dude, he's done basically nothing. He did that movie Cop Car... Uh, and then he did Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home, Spider-Man No Way Home. That's what we're talking about with the with the directors, man. Like, that like, guy choose new, just... dude. That was Spider-Man Homecoming was like fresh his meat second movie, the... <laughs> you know, like second big movie. Yeah. So that's crazy. All right, good for it's him. It's cool, man. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm looking forward yeah. to. We'll see how that one plays, and then I'm definitely. I think Fantastic Four is going to be a huge portion of the future, and then super looking forward to X Men. But I am the thing happy is, are people so that. convinced that John Krasinski is has to be, um, uh, what's his name? Reed Richards. Yeah, Reed Richards, uh, Mr. Fantastic. Um. Huh? Doctor. Oh yeah, Mr. Fantastic. What is his name? Yeah. I, I don't know enough about comic book stuff. Reed Richards, <laughs> Mr. Fantastic, or whatever. Um, it, people are so convinced that he's going to be him. Are they going to be super disappointed with if they cast anybody else? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, are we just dedicated to this? And like Emily Blunt, I think that him and Emily Blunt. I mean, that would be fun. They're like a married couple in real life, so that would be a whole other thing. But no, I mean, I, I don't know. I think that we could probably do better. Um, I guess that it's just... I think it's one of those things that you don't want... Like, if you're in Hollywood and you make a decision like that, like, you don't want people's personal lives coming in the way of how you view a movie. Because, like, what if... I know it's not going to happen, and, you know, I, I know nothing about Hollywood relationships and their relationship, but I know what where if something happened down the road? I know where you're road? going, and I think that's just terrible of you hap- to bring up. <laughs> Hi, David, okay. <laughs> what I if their marriage falls apart, okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, I, I don't know. What if something happens and... No, it's true, though, because it it's like that would... The viewing of Fantastic Four or something. You know, yeah. it's like, probably shouldn't do that. Yeah, absolutely, because it really could just pollute it so bad, you know, if, if there were what if there, some... What if something happened? Yeah. I, you know, I don't even know about, I you don't, don't want people's it's personal just, lives getting in the way of this stuff. So it's better to getting in the way. It's maybe, just like anything yeah. else. Hollywood and movies are just like anything yeah, else. Hiring like, a married you know. couple that could be tough, you know, cause that 
Yeah. Uh-huh. So, and I honestly... Because you don't do that even in, like, restaurants and stuff. You don't right. do that. That's right. I mean, some places do right. it. Right, right. Some places yeah. say no, you yeah. know. Well, so. and I think that, you know, I guess... I think that I do envision better people than those two. I love Emily Blunt, and I will always be happy to see her in a movie. Um, but I don't know if Not either of them fits into... It's ridiculous. It's like the most objectively likable actress. Um, <laughs> but I don't know if either of them I guess I'll in- just have to go to my quiet place. <laughs> uh, um, I, I just don't know if either of them... Uh, fit into the MCU that well. So I, I would be interested to see what the cast could possibly be in that. Cause I think there's a lot of great talent out there. So, and what we're looking for is, you know, characters like uh, Thor and, uh, you know, Captain America and Iron Man, where it's like the actor completely yeah, embodies that character, you know, and they're just the best. So dude, how about, well, yeah, I was, <laughs> I was just about to say, how about we get Michael B. Jordan, but Oh, whoops. He was in. Fantastic <laughs> He's Four. already been in the MCU. Yeah. <laughs> He's already in the crappy one. Yeah. I don't know who they'll get, but I'm excited to see. Um, but there you go, man. That's so WandaVision. Any other, any other last, last thoughts here? I loved it. I uh, thought it was well, fantastic. The post credit scene. This is a funny story. I didn't realize there was two and it was early in the morning so I watched the first one and then I saw something on Twitter because after I watched the episode, I was like, I can't believe they just killed the kids. Like, come on. That's just, I was like a little angry. I was like, come on, you can't just, they got to bring them back somehow or something. And then I saw something on Twitter um, a few hours later and I popped on my phone really quick and just turn it, put on Disney plus and just fast forwarded to the end. And I saw that scene of the kids crying for help and her doing the doctor strange you know, yeah, sitting there studying while she's like walking around in the cabin. Um, and that definitely got me excited. Um, so wherever they go from this point on, I mean, we've been, I've been satisfied by pretty much every piece of Marvel that has come out since 2008. So, I mean, what else can you say? I mean, it's just, it's a fun ride. Can't wait for more. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't wait for Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Loki and it's all going to be awesome. I think that they just, they killed it with this one. So can't, can't look forward to uh, the future of Marvel more after this. I know, but um, famous question, would you rather watch this or School of Rock? Rock, Hands down. I'd rather watch the equivalent. I would watch School of Rock three times rather than watch this. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. I mean this was a great show. Yeah. Um that's honestly something that I but that probably I don't know how many people would feel the same way. I don't know if I'll really rewatch this a ton. I think that um I think that I'll probably watch it a handful of times in my life maybe, but maybe watch like that last episode, but I don't know if I'll sit through the entire season again. That's just me, though. Yeah. And there's so much of this show was I, like, no, I can see where what's going to happen next. That was like the big question. And now that I know that's the big thing, I probably would be like, ah, oh, it's pretty fun, you know, but I see where you're coming from. And I may end up watching it a little more than you, because um, I think I kind of get addicted to these things. I don't know if I'll rewatch it anytime soon, just because Snyder Cut's coming out this week. And I feel like if that is if that is um, what I'm hoping it, it's going to be, I'll probably be rewatching that um, quite a few times. But is it coming on Thursday. Um, yeah, it's coming out Thursday, dude. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I, with WandaVision, 
I don't know how many, yeah, I don't know how many times I'm going to watch it, but for what it was, the excitement that it gave us week to week, uh, what a creative, unique experience to have, um, to, to kick off these streaming services really starting to take over. I think it, it was an example of what's to come, um, that Mandalorian. And I could not be more excited about all this. I mean, if Jack Black were in it, maybe as Hayward, it could have been probably, I think he dude, he should have been like, if Jack Black were a neighbor character, just somewhere in there. Why isn't they could actually put Jack Black in the MCU at this point though and make it make sense? I think he needs to come back as Wonder Boy. You know? Oh. I love Jack Black so much, I dude. Know. He's the greatest. He actually would probably well, I mean, I don't know. I think that he could work well in the MCU. I don't really know exactly how, but there's a lot of people that end up working great that maybe you wouldn't think would, yeah, you know? I mean, totally. I don't know. So He's he's anyway, great. He's the that, best. We love that, you, Jack. We'd love to see you in this. We love so. you, Jack. Love you, Jack. Um, is that it? I think that's it. I think we covered it all. So good stuff. Well, I yeah, that was great, man. That was great. WandaVision was great. Um, and happy to be doing podcasts. Like I was saying earlier, if you guys like what you're listening to, um, please check us out on on uh on Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much anywhere that you can find our podcast online. Um, and please leave a review, five-star review. If you could right now, just take a second and leave a five-star review or leave us a comment. That means the world and that helps our podcast, uh, um, get noticed more. Um, been seeing on SoundCloud, just kind of looking at it. We've been listened to in all over (laughs) Russia, Brazil, um, uh, Japan. Uh, it's insane to see just, just people listening all over. So thank you again to everybody out there listening to, to us, uh, definitely follow us on our uh, our Instagram uh, as well as our Twitter. And uh, find us on Facebook and you can like us as well. But besides that, it's uh, pretty much all I got. Thanks a lot for listening. Until next time, we'll be living our lives a quarter mile at a time. Snoopers going snoop. Professor Jones and the Diggs. Professor Jones and the Diggs. Professor Jones and the Dicks. <laughs> <laughs>